0: Welcome back to Not Another True Crime
1: Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And
2: I'm Danny Murphy. But I feel like I want to say hi, Barbie, to you.
1: Thank you. Yes, I I, I am inspired by Barbie today. That was my outfit inspo. I'll, I feel
2: like the the universe is inspired by Barbie. That's for She's sure. She's really taken over. Yes. That girl. I know.
1: I'm like, <laughs> should I buy a million hot pink things? I'm like, no. Like, one is enough.
2: One is enough. I feel, yeah. They really have brought the color back. I mean, I feel like hot pink is always hot pink, which is fun. Yes. But for Halloween, everyone's going to probably be Yes. Up. Yes.
1: Uh, you're right. I did that once in college. It was a good costume because it's so easy. Ooh. You just like put on a hot pink thing and then you're like, that's true. But now everyone's gonna do it. So I'm like, mm, I don't know about that. You can be
2: Oppenheimer. Or Oppenheimer. I could be Oppenheimer.
1: <laughs> I could be Barbenheimer, like half my face. Ooh.
2: I'm sure people
1: will be doing that somehow, like half so, a hat.
2: <laughs> someone who like lives in bed stuy and goes to Pratt isn't gonna nail that. Yeah, so I don't think I I'm not good enough at doing that. <laughs> someone who actually knows how to do makeup is gonna thrive there.
1: Oh gosh, we'll have to see. <laughs> But I guess we can just jump right into today's topic. Yes. Um, we're I I went deep into the Yeele archives. I've been doing that, <sighs> um, blowing the dust off. Yes, right. I was gonna say let us know if you like when I do this, but honestly, we're doing it regardless. because well,
2: can I say because it's when because we love scams and frauds, but so many scams now are like they emailed or like a tw- and like it's kind of you know they're kind of they're yeah. just like copying each other. It's like when people, I'm like, okay, isn't that movie just like the other movie I saw? like that show, just like that show. There's so many reboots and revivals of yes, scams. Yes, yes. So we gotta go to the, it's like we're teaching
1: Shakespeare. <laughs> Every film is yeah. Shakespeare at its core. Yeah. It's also just, I feel like back in these times, I mean, and Jason Goldman even said this. For
2: Halloween. Like
1: murder. But you could just get away with so anything, much more. Anything, it anything. It's pretty, pretty wild. Some
2: people like the glory days. <laughs>
1: Yeah, th- that's what that's what this guy would think because he truly I mean he is really the definition of of failing and up. he has
2: a nickname that I feel some people listening are like my friend group has someone who actually has that name
1: yes <laughs> yes we are talking about Ferdinand Ward Jr the best hated man in the US best hated I'm like what is that best hated is that good or bad I feel it's almost like oh,
2: I hate you but I get but I respect you know what I mean it's kind you of, love one of those, like, hate you love to hate him love to hate him yes <laughs>
1: He really is the best hated, and honestly, that's kind of like I kind of want that on my tombstone. I feel Ooh, like
2: best okay.
1: hated. Actually, that's not true. Like I, I, I feel like I cry m- so easily. My
2: tombstone will say, "Like I'm sorry if this is taking up too much space." Yeah, <laughs> like, sorry trees. <geez."> Seriously.
1: <laughs> so, Ferdinand, A.K.A. Ferdinand D. Wilton Ward Jr., and if you are from upstate New York, shouts out because he was born in Geneseo, New York. Actually. Ooh. If you do live in upstate and you feel like that's too downstate, you know what I mean? Because people from the city in Long Island think anything like Yonkers and above oh, is upstate.
2: that's camping to me. I'm okay. like, oh, I have to rent it. We're renting a car. Yeah.
1: Yes, I know. Once the metro north stops, I to me, that is upstate. <laughs> Grand Central's upstate. upstate. <laughs> Grand, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> respectfully, yes. <laughs> I basically live upstate. Yeah. I like there's
2: this cute little cafe there, Zaro's. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So he's born in Geneseo, New York in 1851 to Jane Shaw and Ferdinand D. Wilton Ward Sr. And his dad was kind of the outcast of his family because all of his dad's siblings were successful. But then he became a minister because he was too anxious and frail for the law or business. (laughs) Relatable.
2: But also, wouldn't a minister, because you have to talk to people, you have to like preach every night, right? Aren't you anxious doing that? Uh,
1: it's interesting because it's interesting that you bring that up because they his dad was a presbyterian minister and his parents were missionaries in India from 1837 to 1846 and they had all these problems because oh. they would get sick and they would try to pack up where their one congregation and go to another place and like piss everybody off in the process. Cool. Um yeah, they didn't really you're right. He was, he should not have
2: done that. It it wasn't his career lane, he doesn't think, yeah.
1: And they were also just horrible, just as a side note. And so his parents also had their own fair share of controversies because they would just like, yeah, get into drama with, their fellow missionary slash congregation. The church is full of drama. So much drama. They really do. Mm-hmm. That could have been another episode. I was reading. Just the church. Yeah, just <laughs> yes. Just this man and his drama. Because I don't even mm. understand. But maybe this is kind of how Ferdinand Junior became the way he was. Time I don't know. Drops. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. They had some. They had some money drama. They had some other stuff. So. Who really knows? But now we're segueing back to Ferdinand Jr. And he had two siblings. And he kind of had some trouble early on in life. He wasn't cutting it in boarding school. He either connived to return home or was expelled four times.
2: I feel we'll go with connived to return home because that sounds better. and I like a pivot.
1: Yes, I love that. Because also how could he be expelled four times? What do I mean? think you just get expelled. Oh, but I think like from different schools.
2: Ah, uh, mm, Also, like it's 1800. Like, do you have to go to school then? <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I don't know. Mean, I was like,
1: what are we learning here? <laughs> yes. When did truancy laws <laughs> <Yes>. start? <laughs> We're googling. Um. So then he, but it didn't really matter. Like I feel because he started working and got many jobs, but then also was fired from various clerical jobs early on in his career you know, yeah some people just aren't meant for the 9 to 5
2: you know they aren't no they beat a throne drum yeah
1: and once when he was working as a bank clerk in Indianapolis he was fired just 3 weeks into the job by the bank president
2: that's kind of impressive though because the bank president knew you in under 3 weeks that is impressive not making a splash
1: it's true you're just a
2: clerk there's <laughs> yeah. so many people that have been at companies for years they are like who's the CEO Oh my you know God. what I mean
1: yeah Yeah, that's bad now. Yeah. So, I know, he must have really been doing some bad things. (laughs) (laughs) He also worked as a clerk with the John Strang firm in Geneseo, but then got fired after taking, this is you guys, after taking an unscheduled vacation to the lovely land of New Jersey. Uh, (laughs) I love it. I feel like we have to unpack because Geneseo, <laughs> CO2 New Jersey is not that far, sir. Like, you're not getting on a boat.
2: But you know what? For them, if we're calling it upstate, <laughs> they're like, that's Florida. <laughs> that's, <clears throat> and beachy. I don't know if he went to the beach. Maybe he just wanted, you know, look at uh, not pump gas.
1: Yeah, maybe he just wanted to go to the shore.
2: Have a Nathan's hot dog. I know that's more New York, but there's a lot of Nathans that pop up in New Jersey. <laughs>
1: that's good to know. I th-
2: Honestly, I'm getting more points for him. <laughs> Like, and if you're like, you can either get, you can either keep your job or go to New Jersey. I'll see you on the parkway, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Pack up the box. I'm just
1: like, damn, you couldn't even warn the firm <laughs> that you're going to New Jersey. It's not even that far away, my
2: guy. That's true. Yeah. You also could have just taken half a day. <laughs> I don't know if they had the back right then. That's true.
1: They're, he's now like, I'm going to work remote. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's like, I've been thinking, that'd actually be the best. Cause you're like, no, I've been thinking all day about my typewriter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh
1: my God, he's lugging that on a horse. <laughs> so then, I mean, this man has had, like, I'm like, how have you had jobs that I want, or one job that I want, when you can't even hold down a job? He worked as a magazine publisher. Ah, that's also not just, like, like high up. I'm like, okay, Hearst. Um, and then also a carpenter's apprentice, which, eh. Okay. Not true.
2: But also two very different <laughs> careers that he was doing.
1: I feel like wood, paper, I don't know. That's true. He, I guess, was just trying it all to see what stuck, and the only thing that stuck was scamming. That is the spoiler. It happens. <laughs> so he moved to the big city, New York, in 1873 and was a clerk at the produce exchange thanks to a family connection. So we got a little nepotism mm-hmm. in here.
2: I feel everybody, no one is surprised by his journey that nepotism is helping him out.
1: No, of course, because <laughs> how else can you just continually fail upwards like this? Yeah. So soon after that, he stole money from a Sunday school and then laundered it through a bank. Huh. I don't really have more information than that, but I just have a lot of questions. A lot of questions
2: and a lot of, sir, the Lord? Yeah, I know. Oh, like so from a Lord? church. Oh, and that's not even a church. Tr- a Sunday school. Yeah, I feel just stealing that's from almost the kids. more like yeah, they need their CCD books. What does that mean? Christ something something. I went to it. <laughs> <Or> Christian <laughs> connection diagrams. I don't know. Okay, it's where you like if you go to public school, you learn about St. Patrick's like. Getting the snakes out of Ireland. Oh yes, okay. and that you're gonna burn in hell. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> On a weekend or after like school, when you're like, I went to school already. Oh, that that. I'm like, sound I'm bad. like, okay, God really does punish. I'm like, <laughs> why am I in a school at 7 p.m. And what I would always do, and like everyone would get mad at the public school kids, because like you would be in the Catholic school kids like uh, desks, so you could like, I, I don't know, if this was just my, I would <laughs> always be looking around, and they'd be like, they'd be like, don't touch my pencil. I'm like, okay. I don't want your Christian pencil right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'm wondering,
1: maybe it was kind of, uh, you know, daddy issues manifesting. Cause his parents were ministers.
2: Oh, I mean, not ministers, I, thought you were about missionaries. Me. I was like, okay, we can get into that on another podcast. No, uh, but, no, oh, no. Yeah, maybe he's like,
1: fuck you. And you're missionarying and I'm going to go steal from son. Yes. Sticking school.
2: it to the Lord.
1: Maybe. I don't know. So then he got, he took this money that he stole and laundered through the bank and bought a brownstone at 81 Pierre Pont Street in Brooklyn Heights. I'm like, what? I looked that up. It is a multi million dollar yes. situation now. I am jealous.
2: That I am very jealous of.
1: Yes. And then somehow he got a job also as a secretary to the superintendent of one of New York's commodity exchanges. And then in 1877, he married Ella Green, who was the daughter of a wealthy merchant, and they eventually had a son, Clarence. And because of Ella's family connections, Ferdinand started eventually trading in commodities, which, again, just talk about ultimately failing up.
2: Uh, Failing so, so up. Shania Twain, only going up from here. Yeah.
0: (laughs) When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy.
2: And he had himself a little big scheme. It's like a little big town, his little big scheme. Mm. <laughs> he did well. And by 1880, he had his own brokerage. He's not done so many jobs. This they,
1: I, I feel this man was the Wolf of Wall Street. They actually called him the Napoleon of Wall Street.
2: Ooh, Was he short?
1: That <laughs> was what I was wondering. They never really answered why.
2: Uh, yeah, Napoleon, is he either that or was like a triple flavor ice cream? Isn't that a Neapolitan? Oh, that's a Neapolitan. Neapolitan.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> or can I have a Napoleon Neapolitan? I'm on a diet. Oh, my Just God. A yeah,
1: a little bite of each. I uh, love that. Maybe also because they hated him.
2: Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, this was called Grant and Ward. In partnership with Ulysses Buck Grant Jr., who if that name rings a history bell. Yeah. It's a son of a former president. How do you... Uh, speechless. I guess this is like if you're like, oh, I'm with Hoda and Jenna. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Same, yeah. Same. Or uh, yeah. Um, uh, and also James Fish, who ran the Marine National Bank, he was born for that job.
1: Wait, why? Fish in the Marines? Oh, yes, of course.
2: He knows, he knows his water. <laughs> Apparently, Ward's brother met Grant Jr. at Columbia and they were roommates. It's like that wild. Vine. Do you know that vibe? Wait,
1: no. <laughs>
2: and they were roommates.
1: I don't know It's like one.
2: someone was on like a stoop and this girl just walked by like telling a story and they just go, the only part they overheard was, and they were roommates. And it's so, so funny.
1: Oh, interesting. I'll, I'll put
2: it in the true okay. crime. I, I'm also
1: loving part. this like chaotic energy that we've got going on. If
2: you're like, if you're just like wanting a history book, please, like this is, I hope you already locked off, but <laughs> That's it's, real. it's so, it's in a heat wave. We can't stick to a, a script. Or true. A, and we an, don't, and a, we outline. do
1: not blame you. At
2: all. No, but if you're along for the ride, they were roommates. <laughs> um, they were doing well for a while, so well that Ward was called the Napoleon of Wall Street, like we said. And he quickly became the head guy uh, and convinced Grant Jr. and Sr. to invest an additional 200 k
1: Again, this is like late 1800s money. so 1000000 So much money. <laughs> yes!
2: Uh, but when he lost it through a series of bad investments, Ward... Cooked the books, yes, chef, to make it look like the business was actually doing well. Oh I feel in like chef equation. That's like when you just like throw like a sauce on something that's looking bad. You're like, that will make the flavor taste good. Yeah, you books. do he was the
1: salsa. the salt bay like yes the thing. Yeah, <laughs> he and this was like ye old Photoshop. Maybe he was like cutting and pasting stuff.
2: <laughs> He's like budget above. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> So they were um, doing all these little tricks. So Ward needed more money to fuel his extravagant lifestyle. But his business was tanking. So what do you do when you're kind of like painted into a corner? You paint Ponzi. (laughs) So he sold fake government contracts and promised to pay investors a 10% per month interest rate.
1: So I feel like this is actually smart because they had the ulysses grant connection so that's true i feel that people would believe that he did have an in with the government
2: again if jenna bush was like i'll give you a good interest rate i feel like i'd believe her mainly because she's best friends with hoda i'm just saying
1: (laughs) oh man (laughs) those ladies are fun i'm gonna start a bank (laughs) the bank of jenna bush (laughs)
2: And market it only to Danny. (laughs) No. I feel like, oh, my God. I feel like, well, is Hoda in? Yeah. Hoda's like, no. (laughs) Hoda's like, no. Oh, my God. Not today. Not today. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, the spoiler of that is all did not happen. Obviously. (laughs) He was able to give the grants 2 to 3% profits per month, which probably helped keep them, you know, on the hook a little bit like, okay, well, here's a little bit.
1: Yeah, he has to look out for his actual important. Investors slash victims.
2: Mm-hmm. And I mean, by now, you probably know how a Ponzi scheme works. You use new investors to pay off the old investors. You keep it common. You keep it smooth. You keep everything moving around. And one of the big investors was Fish's Marine National Bank.
1: Uh,
2: you got the government on.
1: I mean, he... I feel like, he, yeah, he scammed his own partner.
2: Two things I know are true. <laughs> would love brunch with Jenna and Hoda. And I'm not fucking with the Marines.
1: I don't know if it's the Marines. I think that's Even just the name. the name of the bank. I don't care. You, they probably know <laughs> the Marines. They're going to avenge a bank that has yes. a Marine in it. It's like, I, you know what I'm saying? No. That's hilarious. They're, they're not, I'm
2: not trusting. Yeah. And they finance their investment with a $1.6 million loan from New York City.
1: Yeah. I don't understand how that happened.
2: No. Uh, you truly. How?
1: Huh? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the government does bail out banks, Um, so I could see it, but now, now New York City is dragged into this, and I'm like, this has gone too far. It's
2: a mess. Uh, Where's the rat czar when you need her?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. She would
2: never have let this flow I know. Uh, By 1884, the city comptroller wanted to reduce the money they had in the bank, so when the city pulled out, the bank collapsed.
1: Woof. (sighs) It is wild, though, to read these stories about just banks casually collapsing and even the other week, how one woman could collapse like multiple banks. And it's just, it doesn't take very much. Guys, things are fragile. Yeah.
2: Money's fake. It's a house of cards. (laughs) Yes. Straight up. Print more money. (laughs) Um, Even though they had an 80 grand emergency loan from Cornelius Vanderbilt. Yes, that one. Underwent by the former president. Okay, so...
1: Andrews and Cooper. Wasn't enough. I mean, $80,000 to 1.6 million. The math
2: does not add up. That's like when you're trying to like get like money for a group dinner. It's like, well, here's five. Yeah. It's like, okay. Because you had a French. Okay. That's not helping us leave here. Not arrested. But thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, So apparently, even though the bank collapsed, it only caused a minor financial panic.
1: That's good to know. Well, that's
2: how you know there was still cocaine in the Coke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, the bank collapsed. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I feel like it's the same too when SVB collapsed. I was like, okay, well, I am not in a venture capital fund, so, so. I truly don't give a fuck. Unless think, something happens to Bank of America. Oh, I crumble. And then I'm worried. Or I'm always
2: like, does this mean my student loans went away? No. Okay, I don't care. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um,
1: I know. When is Sally Mae collapsing? That? When is Nelnet collapsing? Actually, that's federal loans.
2: Strong as hell. Ha- they will never, I feel. They are, t- <laughs> what's what's that CS song? Titanium. Yeah. 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 Uh, Ward was pretty quickly exposed and thus became the best hated man in the United States and spent six or seven years in prison at Sing Sing. All right. Okay. Uh the Marine National Bank, maybe or maybe not related to the Marines. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My God.
2: Was able to recover about half the money it was owed, five point two million, or a hundred and forty one million dollars today. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> half. I know. Yeah. But also again, that's I'm like, you were giving these people was like three three hundred million dollars.
1: Right. I don't even have that. I don't know. What the fuck? No, it's
2: crazy. The Grant and Ward investors, you know what's funny? That name sounded so chic at the beginning. It did. Now it loses its lost. Grant and Ward. Ugh. <laughs> the Grant and Ward investors weren't so lucky, though. Most of them didn't recover anything, which I feel like is unfortunately what we hear about so many times with this, where it's like- So many Ponzi schemes. The majorly rich people are like, you know what? We lost $5 million, but we kept the $20 million. And everyone's like, I have nothing.
1: Yeah, they're, I have my life. I lost my life savings. Yes. and. Everyone's like, oh, sucks for
0: you.
2: Like, damn. Oh, okay. Um, See you. Yeah. Hags. Have a good summer. Oh, my God. Have a good savings account. Oh, my God.
1: And the story is still not over. Katy Perry. So in 1894, busy year for this guy, Ward returned to Geneseo and for a bit, he had like a little bit of a renaissance, a oh. bit of a, a phoenix rising from I'm the that, ashes. I'm that girl.
2: He's on his renaissance tour.
1: He was for a moment. So after his first wife died, he remarried and then lived in his childhood home. But things just pretty soon went off the rails. So do you guys remember how Ward's first wife was really wealthy? Yes, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> 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 so his son Clarence was set to inherit a lot. And so Ward first tried to get custody of Clarence, and then, like, by extension, the fortune, which is just really giving series of unfortunate events. Yeah, truly. I was like count Olaf right now. <laughs> I'm also like, that doesn't that doesn't seem like how it works. Anyway, so he tried to go through the courts; he got custody of his son. But when that wasn't happening fast enough, he devised a scheme to kidnap his son.
2: Wait, it's kind of like the fake Rockefeller.
1: It is, yeah. That, that yeah. guy was a trip. Yeah. So we hired some goons to kidnap and Lord. and choke Clarence which oh my god What?
2: Yeah, I don't know why it needs to get I'm to that point. to add that detail in there? You really don't. Also, who are these I feel like the people that are like, we'll kidnap? You're losing us a choking." Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It doesn't so, need I to went to Sunday school?
1: I know. <laughs> it does not need to be that serious. Oh, no. wow. So then apparently these hired guys were apprehended after a dramatic and harrowing buggy chase.
2: I'm going to stop you there. I love How that. harrowing could a buggy chase be?
1: It's <laughs> like clop, 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 clop.
2: Yeah. Like, there's like also like there's I feel like also maybe this is just I mean, I guess a lot of the city. I'm like, I feel like every road then was just there was just one road.
1: I Yeah. Who knows? And, like, and also you can't be like buggy, turn right, turn right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like follow that horse. Oh. <laughs> I love it. Like, which one? Yeah. Everyone's on a horse. That's so true. I love it. But I don't know. This, this did not stop this man. Friends of his family offered him work as an assistant to the county clerk.
2: Sir, I'm going to stop everybody.
1: I'm gonna, Yeah, he should not be allowed anywhere near money. Whoa. I do not understand. I also, it's a full circle moment because he started as a clerk.
2: That's true. Who says you can't go home? Yeah. I also, honestly, at this point forward... The blame's not on him.
1: No, I think if you are giving the most hated man, sorry, the best hated mm-hmm. man in the United States who collapsed a bank with his Ponzi scheme, if you're giving him a job as a clerk, that is 100% on you. He
2: does kind of remind me of Nicki Minaj because he's like, just killed another career. It's a mild day. <laughs> he just collapsed the bank. He's like, yeah, I'm going clerking now. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's a mild day. Oh my goodness. It's kind of like how Billy McFarlane got out of jail for Fire Festival and is starting another Fire Festival. Yeah. Will I go if I'm given press <laughs> passes? A hundred percent. Oh
2: wait, that's our will I am name. Will I go? Yeah. If there's
1: an invite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll do it for free. I don't care.
2: <laughs> you, you can. You can. You can. i I'm, I'm. I'm not going to. You can do that. You'll be the one. Re- I will quiet. be
1: there on the ground. Well, now we know. I'll bring my own water. I'll bring toilet paper. That's true. And I'll bring granola bars. <laughs> sad. So I'm sad. <laughs> You're set <laughs> to go upstate New York and there. Yeah. <laughs> I am ready. So. While working as an assistant to the county clerk, he did carpentry and furniture repairs as a side hustle. So he did use that carpenter apprenticeship.
2: Okay. It's good to have skills to fall back on.
1: Yes. Okay, there we go. Got some transferable skills. (laughs) So he was so grateful for having been given a second chance. He lived out the rest of his days by the law. Psych, obviously. (laughs) He's
2: like, now what is that?
1: Yeah, no. Law is one of those. So he had gotten permission to use the clerk's office after hours, which, again, I feel is on you. And he had access to people's fire insurance premiums. Oh, God. So he stole 17 of them. Okay,
2: just 17? Just 17. He's like, guys, under 20, it's legal.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's like the five-second rule, but a fraud.
2: It's the Forbes 17 under 17.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And what makes this even just more twisted, kind of, is that a number of those people... We're his friends and colleagues, so just truly no morals there. But
2: I feel like his thing was, you guys were the ones who hired me for that. Like, you guys were the ones that said I was all good. I agree. But still, that is kind of sad that he, like, really has no relationships that he could trust with us. Yeah. Or, like, just to be a good person.
1: It was like that, was it C.L. Blood who the mm. the widow described him as he would do anything for a dollar. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right? This guy. Anything. See all blood.
2: Honey boo boo. A dollar makes me holler. <laughs> yeah.
1: And this guy. He and this guy. He'll he steal from anybody. So and then it gets to a point and I don't even understand how this works but Ward needed to come up with a thousand dollars in order to avoid going back to state prison. So maybe it was like a bail situation. Okay. So he hits up his son Clarence from his first marriage.
2: <laughs> the, the, the one he tried to kidnap.
1: Yes, the one he tried to kidnap. (laughs) Clarence, I don't even this this kid has a heart of gold, is a saint because he agreed to meet his dad for lunch. And here's what happens. Yeah. That's fucking true. Oh my god. Yeah, you're so right. And here's how it's described in this book, A Disposition to Be Rich, which is by Jeffrey Ward, the great grandson of Ferdinand. Ooh. So he writes that Clarence agreed to see his father. Again, this is not written in the book, but he's a much better person than me. So then they met for lunch in a dining hall at Princeton. Uh-huh. Ferd, which is what he called him. You know, I like that nickname. I like that Ferd, Ferd. Ferdinand. Ferd settled into a seat near the door, then suddenly paled and asked his son to swap seats with him. Clarence turned around to see what the trouble was. Mark Twain was standing in the doorway. Wow. Unmistakable in his ice cream suit. Wait. A look. Mark Twain serving that. looks. Uh-huh. Ferd was evidently frightened that if Twain recognized him, he would make good on his threat to avenge General Grant. Because I think apparently they were longtime friends. Whoops. Twain didn't spot him and was safely ushered to a table on the other side of the room. So, phew, he ab- narrowly avoided... He missed the Twain. <laughs> yes. Um, but Clarence, yeah, just really had a soft spot for his dad and gave him Aww. the $1,000 from his trust. So... I guess he avoided jail and then I moved guess. to a home on Staten Island uh, that was owned by his second wife's family. How the fuck? Again? Like what? He again, he is a real a real Teflon Don.
2: He yeah nothing everything bounces off of him. Yeah,
1: it is wild. I mean, he did do like six or seven years in prison, but still, still for all all the stuff he did, yeah, it's nothing. It's good to know nothing has really changed. <laughs>
2: That's so true. <laughs> Nothing. Wow. If anything, now that's just easier, there's more ways for the rich people who scam to get out of during any jail time because they just have access to more money. Or more fake things that yeah. quantifies money.
1: Yes. And even later on, Clarence would send his dad an oh. allowance of
2: $20 a week. Oh, Too to pure. To his, there's like this Lucy Dacus song he should listen to. <laughs> <laughs> for anyone. Hey, any the boy genius that's out there. Well, actually, just her, but she's in that.
1: <laughs> and I think that's kind of it. Uh, Ferdinand died in a boarding house in White Plains in 1925, and Clarence paid for his burial. Uh, You know what? Too pure for this world.
2: Too pu- Like, how is Clarence doing is what we all need to know. I mean, he's yeah. dead now. Yeah. But I hope vibing in heaven, if that's where his heart. He has to go to
1: heaven. Habits. That's like the most selfless. I know.
2: But I wonder, but you never know. I wonder if he like took out his aggression in other ways, not to make it dark. But like,
1: Jeez. I'm
2: just saying, I don't know if therapy was around then.
1: Oh my God. Who was that?
2: Cause like what therapy? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I hope he just had a heart of gold for everybody.
1: Yeah. It seems that way. Well, that is the story of the best hated man in the United States. And I feel like he wasn't even hated that much because it took a lot of digging for me to even find out about him. Can I be, uh,
2: Fascinated because what there was a guy who sold the Brooklyn Bridge, yes, and the Eiffel Tower. I feel like those people probably well, I guess he was in Paris, yeah. The Uh,
1: Brooklyn Bridge guy, we should definitely cover.
2: We definitely should cover him because I feel everybody was really obsessed with the Eiffel Tower. So I think people are really just like kind of curious about how do you sell a bridge? And you know what? I mean
1: you sell it like you sell his fake government contracts, I feel that's
2: like. That's true. you just guys, everything is for sale. Is what <laughs> I feel these scammers know. Yeah. They, that's what they know. They know it so well. Uh, but yeah, let us know more scams. If you guys also want a specific type of scam fraud or and MLM, we haven't done mm, true. Our MLM journey. I would love I have I need to look into but there's more influencers acting up because those mm. I like you
1: know that. it's happening it's happening somewhere I do
2: like another there's one that's coming to mind but I don't know yeah.
1: we'll save it we'll, we'll save it, it. but we'll yes DM at Not Another True Crime um, a lot of you have sent me some suggestions and I've been looking into them so or join our Facebook group Not Another True Crime group and just you know talk your shit down over there <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere the guy.
1: you can follow me at Sarah Lamee thank you for listening we'll be back next week
2: not Another True Crime podcast is produced by Jorge Morales Pico, Sean Kilby, and Rebecca Sosmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico, social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at Not Another True Crime on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and send all of your emails to natc at betches.com.
0: Betches.